Hi. <laughs> a little bit of Paul Stanley there. Yes, I'm still on that kiss kick. Get Sean Arama here from the Sean Geek Podcast. I don't know, man. I am... Oh, I think kiss mode. Stupid. Pot of thunder. SOBs. You know, you got me listening to Kiss again, you guys. I've always been a Kiss fan. Uh, until recent years, I kind of fell off. Kind of like you guys did on The Pot of Thunder. And you're making me listen to these songs in detail, in excruciating detail sometimes. And, uh, starting to like Sonic Boom. Starting to dislike a bunch of Gene songs. All thanks to you. Especially any way you slice it has always been one of my all-time favorite Kiss classics. Yeah. And uh, after you guys broke that song apart, you broke me off of that song, you bastards. Ah. Anyway, I'm on my way home. And, uh, couple things couple things uh, have happened in the last uh, less than a week and uh, I kind of want to talk about it so what happened well Avengers Endgame new trailer dropped today watched it a few times today uh, as well uh, saw Captain Marvel on Friday last week, uh, opening weekend, week. and um, saw it with the wife, and uh, really enjoyed it. I really like what they did. Um, it was, uh, it wasn't what I expected. I think I had certain expectations going into that movie, and uh, it didn't. It totally uh, took me for a, a loop. Um, I kind of expected it to be a, a particular type of movie. Yeah, it's a superhero movie and all that, but I expected it to have certain uh, Marvel type of things in there. And it ended up being kind of a mystery movie. Uh, you're trying to figure out what's going on. And. I really like that aspect. Uh, it starts out, and all of a sudden, I'm questioning where they're going direction-wise. Like, what's going on in this movie? What uh, kind of the or like? It it doesn't start at the beginning. Captain Marvel is, and uh, I think that's a good thing. It kept me guessing the whole time, not knowing where the story was going. I'm very familiar with Captain Marvel from the comics. I'm uh, very familiar with the character. She had a long history with the X-Men and with the Avengers. And I got a gazillion of those comics and I've read through them a bunch of times. Yeah, this didn't really cover any of the stuff that I was aware of. Or it covered it in a way that was cleaner than how the comic books did it. Not going into spoilatory, don't worry. But, um, yeah, it... In some ways, the movie did some things better than the comics did, which is, which is amazing. We cleaned up a lot of stuff. 
she has one of the most convoluted origin stories of all time, which is why I was nervous for this coming out, that they were going to kind of screw it up because there was no way to do it properly, and I think they really did. Uh, the whole uh, Nick Fury actually getting a proper role in a movie for once in all these Marvel films was a, a nice breath of fresh air. And it kind of reminds you, because we forget often, because Sam Jackson is Sam Jackson, and he's in everything. Kind of forgot what he can bring to a role when uh, he's focused and having fun, um, and when he's got that chemistry. And I mean, he's he's the co-star in this movie. He's not even like uh, a third or fourth tier character like he's been in most of the Marvel movies. He's actually the guy. So I was actually really surprised by that. I didn't think he'd have such a large role. So uh, I was impressed, uh, very impressed with what they did with him. And to be honest, his chemistry with uh, Real Larson, you know, kind of, kind of does the movie good. Really, really liked it. Um, it it, uh, it it's got a good mix of action. It's got a good mix of uh, mystery. The mystery part is what I like the most. And I've read a few reviews online where people are kind of complaining about uh, where it's slow in parts. And it's like the movie, uh, some of the reviews I read said the movie doesn't know what it's doing. Uh, it just seems to be meandering at points. Uh, obviously, they were watching the same movie as I was because that whole point was this is a mystery. Finding out who is... Carol Danvers. Carol? Linda? Linda Danvers. My God. Who is she? Who is she? And it's a question she's asking herself in the whole uh, quote-unquote amnesia angle. I really like and I'm actually a fan of that. You see in films like Memento uh, things like that. I, I really enjoy that. There's a sense of uh, urgency with it, but what it did do, it allowed the audience to get to know her at the same time as she was finding herself. Real Larson was great. She was really good. Um, I, I'm, I'm not familiar with her work, but it's a tough character to play because you have to be confident. Confident bordering on arrogant. but still being interesting and still being likable and still being uh, entrancing. You want to see what she's doing next. You want to know what's going to happen. I, I really, really enjoyed her character. The supporting cast was great. Um, uh, her, her best friend, the other fighter pilot, whose first name escapes me because um, I'm not familiar. I don't even know if she existed in the comics or not, but her daughter certainly did. Um, I liked that a lot. I liked the, the friendship and how strong it was. And it was a, a key point to the film. And I'm glad they did that because it, it did a lot for me. Um, so there's a lot of aspects to the film that were great. The scrolls. Uh, again, totally blindsided with how cool they were. Um, and boy, am I glad that, that Marvel got the rights back. 
to do this. I mean, I know they own the scrolls now, but because they bought Fox, but uh, how they played all that shit out with the scrolls and everything, and how the scrolls worked and how their powers work and all that, and that was that was good shit. Like I was very very happy. Yeah, don't worry, I'm not spoiling anything. But uh, yeah, it was great, man. Like good on you, Marvel. Again, you didn't follow formula. You tied it into everything really well, which is nice. So there's not going to be any confusion as to uh, like we're still moving the phase three along, but without uh, abandoning individuality within the film. This is still a Captain Marvel film. We're still getting to know her. And uh, we're not losing that in, in the mix of trying to fit all the rest of the cinematic universe in. And using Nick Fury as that as that uh, as that point uh, was, was worked worked well. Uh, yeah. So that was that. Now besides that, the uh, after seeing the movie and now seeing the Avengers trailer that came out today. Today is uh, Thursday. Wow, this road is shite. Yeah, as you guys know, uh, the way this podcast takes place is I do these on the road to kill the time between work and home and home and work um, because it is a bit of a commute and I am a dad and free time is not something I see a lot of. So just trying to prevent getting into an accident at this point. Um, I was just thinking about... uh, Sam at Witch Police Radio. He was suggesting I should uh, I should cam my ride. I'm not sure how to do the audio and cam at the same time. I guess I could. Anyway, so anyway, the Avengers Endgame. Uh, I guess it's the final trailer because it comes out in about a month, just over a month. Um, this I really liked. The last trailer, I like that it didn't give away a lot. I felt this current trailer gave away a little bit more, maybe a little bit too much. Uh, we are going into spoiler territory. If you haven't seen Endgame yet, go see it. I don't want to spoil anything, but spoilers for Endgame, obviously, here. Um, and spoilers for the trailer, if you haven't seen the trailer. Go see it. Come back. We'll talk about it. The, uh, the trailer gave away a lot of hints, a lot of points. I have a lot of theories as to where we're going, and we've elaborated on that in the past. We're going to elaborate a little bit more today. I uh, watched the trailer a couple times. Um, the, thing, the, mo- the thing the most of interest to me as a comic nerd was uh, seeing uh, Clint, Hawkeye that is, training with a young lady teaching her some bow stuff now this is like a millisecond in that trailer but it stood out to me interestingly enough I'm currently reading the uh, I picked up the Hawkeye Omnibus I found it for got a deal on it, got it, picked it up and uh, uh, in it he is training a young lady named Kate Bishop uh, he's basically mentoring her, I guess, kind of in a similar role that Batman did with Robin and uh, 
and many times over and over and over again in the DC universe, uh, the adult takes a young warden and uh, teaches them the ropes of being a superhero. This is kind of the same thing, but uh, she's a teenager as opposed to being, I don't know, I, I've always been Robin started as a really young buck. Uh, probably earlier than a teenager, but I could be wrong. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm wondering if that is in fact Kate Bishop because there are rumors that they have cast an older Cassie Lang, Cassandra Lang, Cassie Lang, um, in the film, different actress from the one that plays uh, Scott Lang, that Ian Man. Uh, the daughter is being played by somebody else in uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, and looking at the actress, she is older than the current actress in the film. So, why am I going there? Because in the comics, there was a group called the Avengers who were uh, a next generation group of superheroes a la Teen Titans, which we talked about before. And, uh, it's got a, a, not knockoff, not sidekick exactly, but uh, a younger version of a Hawkeye, which is the, we talked about before, uh, Kate Bishop, and uh, a younger version of Ant-Man being uh, Scott Lang's daughter, who has growth powers. There's also a younger kind of version of Vision, of Hulk, of Thor, and they're not exactly younger versions. They're kind of different versions. Whoa. Big accident here. Holy shit. Now this is bad, guys. One, two, three, four, five. Holy shit. Wow. Sorry, guys. Sorry for the interruption. That's a big accident, man. We had uh, some, uh, a little bit of snowfall today and uh, super high wind. So we've got a kind of a glassy, icy uh, section of the road there. And man, these guys must've been going fast to go off the road like they did. Jesus. Holy, so right, sorry guys. That just looked really nasty. All the uh, crews are there. Fire and paramedic, it looks like. Yeah, it looks... They've got things under control. Holy God. Yeah, well, Winter came back with a vengeance and decided to screw stuff up for everybody. Anyway, sorry, back to the trailer. So there's a bunch of things in there. Now, I suspect there's swerves put in there as well. Um, I keep hearing that the last trailer, everything that was in it was anything that might have been in the first 15 minutes of the trailer and they didn't show anything past the first 15 minutes, I'm sorry, of the movie. So, um, I don't know in this trailer if they're extending past that 15 minutes or not. The Russo brothers, the directors of the film, are trying to keep as much close to the vest and keep a surprise as much as they can on this. So are we seeing more than 15 minutes of the film? We were seeing some interesting, uh, 
visuals with colors. Everything's in black and white except for particular red pieces. Uh, Captain America's gloves. I can't remember what else. I've only seen three times. But uh, seeing lots of different colors. Uh, sorry, uh, just the red color, the black and white with the red color. Sorry, I'm still thinking about that accident. Man. Anyway. So I, I, I don't know if that is uh, symbolic or if that is... I'm not sure what they're doing there. Um, there, If all holds true, it looks like Tony and Nebula do make it back to Earth. According to the trailer. But that could be a swerve like they did for Endgame that showed that the Hulk was throughout the whole movie. We do not see any Hulk in this trailer at all. Although they've leaked a lot of... Uh, They've leaked a lot of stuff uh, that, that indicated that the Hulk would be in the movie, and the Hulk is actually wearing a costume, which is a little peculiar. Um, and one of the theories floating around is the Hulk, I mean, his clothes, gets, his clothes get shredded. He doesn't ever wear a costume. But he might be wearing a costume because during the snap, um, the Hulk personality, which is his own personality, may have been decimated, leaving behind Bruce to be able to change into Hulk and maintain his personality and intelligence and all that sort of stuff, and actually be in control. So, are we going to see Professor Hulk? Who knows? But they're not showing us anything, so we'll see how that goes. And if it is indeed the first 15 minutes of the film they're showing, then um, maybe he doesn't change to later. He figures out his stuff. And, oh, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. So what do you all think of the trailer? Did you like it? Did it get you all tingly inside? We'll see. Uh, Avengers is at the, uh, I believe, April 26th is the date. Looking forward to seeing it. Can't wait. I haven't bought my tickets. I wonder if I can buy tickets yet. It, it's really dangerous to buy tickets in advance when you have kids. Very dangerous. So, we go we'll wait a little bit. You can get tickets later. There'll be a million showings every theater when we're playing it. Maybe they won't show any other movies that weekend. We'll see. Um, besides that, what else is on the uh, on the horizon? Well, this this car drive is taking a lot longer than I expected. So uh, let's cover another topic here. Um, just finished the Umbrella Academy. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Really dug it. I'm not familiar with the comic at all, but I just found out, uh, possibly to Corey Geek's chagrin is that uh, the writer of the comic book is, in fact, one of the members of My Chemical Romance, which uh, I think Corey Geek has a love-hate relationship with. Um, and from what I've heard, because, again, I'm not familiar with the comic, uh, is that the writer was deeply inspired by the X-Men. Huge fan, huge fan of the Dark Phoenix storyline. And uh, after finishing the series, I can see that in the story that was told. 
uh, very dark Phoenix reminiscent. Um, has a lot of similar themes, maybe not themes so much, but certain types of characters and characteristics and stuff going on. Um, it was enjoyable. It did, in fact, kind of feel like an X Men movie, but with a different vibe than the X Men films have been, and more in line with the comics. That even though things were dark, uh, very, very dark in the comics, there was always a side of humor to everything and fantastical things. The X-Men movies, um, pervasively by Brian Singer, have always maintained this grim, overgrim uh, style. And it didn't really cover the humor in quite the same way the comics were able to do. Um, so I, I think in some ways this this uh, show, Umbrella Academy, kind of does it a little bit better. It does feel like there's a John Byrne quality going on in here. Uh, John Byrne always had a light air to the way he drew the characters and expressed them. And uh, even though it was, you know, a uh, there was dark things going on. Maybe his visual style uh, lent itself more to, you know, not feeling as uh, oppressing and, and, and depressing, I guess. So um, I feel the Umbrella, Umbrella Academy visually and the way the characters are written kind of follows that more. While the Brian Singer directed X Men films were just darkly, the tones, the colors, there was nothing, there was, there was no light in there at all, and it seemed that Brian Singer found one aspect of the X-Men and focused on it, um, and hey, I love the X-Men films, but when First Class came out, it felt different, it, uh, by having Brian Singer gone, it reinvigorated the franchise, because instead of being dark like the DC universe is where you just feel like you're always trying to come up for air um, first class felt airy, more airy more hopeful, even though there was negative things going on, there was, there was still a sense of hope and I always felt that the X-Men comics, even though they were dealing with uh, bigotry and, and all those sorts of things it always had a sense of hope, that kind of Stanley stamp, that there's always hope. Things can get dark, and things can get depressing, and things can look bleak, but there's always hope. And for me, the X-Men always felt like there was hope. Uh, the comics did. And uh, I don't feel the Brian Singer films went that way. There was no hope. There was no chance of salvation. There was no potential for a happy ending. It was just dark, dark, dark. Um, I recall in the comics there was often moments of uh, they'd take time to have their baseball game or they'd go to the bar. I don't know, there was just lighter moments. That sense of family. I didn't really feel that sense of family in the X-Men films with Brian Singer. Actually, in all of them, to be honest, there's never really that true sense of family. That that's the one thing that was missing from them. Side of that, um, I dug out and decided to uh, 
work on a couple things. I haven't been writing as much of late, just kind of more editing on stuff. And um, I've been really dying to post something. Um, and uh, I found something. Uh, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, not until I get it finished. Uh, it's already written, and it's been edited a number of times. But I did write this probably over 10 years, well, I guess probably 15 years ago or so. Um, but it's a little piece I'd submitted to Marvel. Uh, nothing ever happened with it, but um, it's, a, it's a, a one-issue story I wrote that uh, actually is quite good. I, I'm reading through it going, wow, like, I really had a handle on things. And it looks like I really put in the research to put, the, put it together, but also to be sure that it was uh, responsibly written to keep in mind the, the vast history of the Marvel Universe. It was a Marvel project, as I said. So it it's keeping track of what's happened before, being conscious not just of the particular character and his supporting characters, but also to be cognizant of other things happening in the Marvel Universe. So I was actually really impressed with what I had. Uh, I did want to do a one-off just to show that I could do it. Instead of having an ongoing series that goes on forever, I wanted to have uh, a beginning and an end. Um, there's, there's So far, there's twists and turns in there that are actually quite interesting. And uh, I actually I honestly forgot the twists and turns, so it's it kind of fun to read again. But anyway, I'm going to be posting that on my website. I'll let you know as we get closer, but um, um, it will be in comic script format, so that will be interesting. Okay, I'm at home. Thanks for checking in to the Sean Geek Podcast. Thanks for coming out, and we will see you on the flip side.